I'm Martine Powers. Here are election updates from today's episode of Post Reports. In a typical election year, candidates from dog catcher all the way up to presidential nominee would be spending their days meeting people right now. They'd be raising money from donors in living rooms around the country. They would be going to rallies and events. Their staffs would be out on the street registering voters at farmers markets and things like that. And and right now, because of this virus, none of that is happening. My name is Michael Shearer. I'm a national political reporter for The Washington Post. And so now that people are basically not allowed to come into close physical contact with each other, what are we seeing from these campaigns instead? Thousands and thousands of Zoom calls. Hey, everybody. Hope you're, uh, uh, all things considered, doing well. Let me get a, uh, for those who have video, let me get a thumbs up that you can hear me okay. Um, we, are, we are starting to do more online meetings like this. Lots of Zoom calls every day. I, you know, at, at every level... People have sort of switched over to video conferencing as their sort of go-to. We are having Zoom call after Zoom call. I would much rather be gathering together with you in person and having a barbecue. They're holding virtual town halls to educate people about, you know, even basic things like the virus and what they can be doing from home. We are organizing and connecting digitally now. Everything's digital now. Lots of fundraisers online. We've had a happy hour, a virtual happy hour. And we have. And it's a real experiment in how politics is done. You know, we've had this trend now for, you know, more than a decade, maybe 15 years of, of politics moving online and, and the, the art of campaigning being more based on email, being based on what's in your cell phone, being based on social media. And this has just radically accelerated that shift so that now what is online, what is digital is, is all that exists right now when it comes to, to political campaigns. And of course, we've seen this with Joe Biden in terms of him having these live streams from the studio that's now in the basement of his house. And and President Trump is doing a lot of digital campaigning. But how is this playing out for smaller races? Campaigns are very scalable things. And and a running for dog catcher in your community is not so different from running for president at, at a fundamental level. And so you see a lot of the similar things happening, but on a scale that's just radically smaller. So I spoke with a state legislative candidate in Arizona. Uh, she's running as a Democrat. Her name is Kathy Connect. Hi, everybody. It's Kathy Connect. Um, I'm here to give you a campaign update. In a different world, she would be meeting with her local Indivisible chapter at restaurants and having little fundraisers. She would be going house to house and having house parties and trying to connect with people. So I thought I'd tell you what we're not doing now and the things that we are doing now. What we're not doing anymore is we're not having any coffee with Kathy. Uh, We're not doing any of the in-person things that we've done before. You know, she's been having these raffles where they will gather up stuff like bottles of wine or, you know, toilet paper and cleaning supplies. And if you come to the Zoom call and give four or five dollars or ten dollars to act blue account and within a certain window they turn it into a raffle and they raffle off prizes to the people the who toilet come. paper yeah the toilet paper so so voters have won toilet paper as part of fundraisers for for kathy you know she also she's living with her adult children 
who are tech savvy and, and a lot of her voters, and this is uh, outside of Phoenix, are retired voters. And so she's been connecting with voters and saying, hey, what do you need? You know, do you need help with tech support? I can have my daughter help you out. It's all the same stuff you would be doing, but it's just everybody sitting in different places in front of their computer. And are there other kind of creative ideas that candidates have come up with in terms of how to reach people during this time where everyone's just stuck at home? So in Arizona, the Democratic Senate candidate there, Mark Kelly, is a former astronaut, has been taking to Instagram live in the afternoons, in one case with his brother, who's also an astronaut, to talk about what it's like to be in space in isolation. Hey, everybody, it's Mark Kelly. And this book's about space. So I want to tell you a little bit about this. So I wrote this book after my first space flight. And in one case to read a children's book. Mousternaut based on a partially true story. So the space shuttle was all set for a launch and the astronauts are doing their last minute training. Well, what are some of the other challenges that, that the candidates that you've talked to have said that they are facing right now? I mean, the broader macro issues are you have uh, more people at home with time on their hands than probably any time in American history. At the same time, you probably have more people not thinking about politics in an election year than any time in American history because they have so many other concerns, you know, massive job loss, economic issues, health concerns. And so, so the challenge for organizers in all these campaigns is to figure out how to take advantage of people having lots of time on their hands and try and find a way to engage them back into the political space. I mean, there is a percentage of Americans who are deeply partisan, who view all of this as a partisan event. You know, the president has done really well or has done really poorly, or the Democratic governors are doing really well or doing poorly. But there's a lot of Americans, and these are the people that these campaigns are designed to reach, who are not focused on politics on a day-to-day basis, or who are torn between both parties, who don't really feel much allegiance to either party. And those are the targets of of these campaigns right now. And, and that's that's sort of the challenge. I'm curious if these circumstances have started to change some of the messages that we're hearing from local or state level candidates and and not just the the way that they're getting out those messages or some of the creative ideas that they're employing, but the actual issues that they're focusing on and, and where they see themselves being able to appeal to constituents. Yeah, I think it's been pretty dramatic. You know, a lot of the campaigns have actually shifted in their campaigning away from campaign messages. So they're no longer talking about policies or why they are better than the other candidate or what they're going to do if they're elected to office. They're asking people, how can we help? What can we do for you? And this is even true at the presidential level. You know, the, the Trump campaign boasts about a couple examples they have of Trump campaign volunteers who are calling people saying, how are you doing? And if they need help, they're going out and buying groceries for them and delivering the groceries to their house. You know, the Biden campaign talks about their campaign is sort of one based around the empathy of their candidate and their organizers. Also, when they're calling voters right now or texting voters, they're offering information and they're offering sympathy and they're seeing how they can sort of make a connection right now at the level where voters are at, which is, I'm scared, I'm worried, I don't know what, I, what to do, and I, I may need some help. And, and none of that would have been happening without this. I mean, it, it, without this, we would be talking about, you know, what should the tax rates be, or what should we do about immigration? And the issue discussion has sort of faded into the background. 
And then how are we seeing this switch to digital organizing affect the actual staff that that these politicians are employing? As the campaigns have shifted online to respond to the virus, it's exposed huge differences in, in how prepared the campaigns are to reach out. You know, the, the Trump campaign has been building a pretty massive operation with millions of dollars spent, you know, every month for years building online communities around Trump so that they can communicate directly with voters. They have a nightly television show that tends to get more than a million viewers a night. They have large staffs. They have big volunteer networks. The Biden campaign is trying to begin to catch up, but they're coming out of sort of a standing start. You know, they finished the primary despite their campaign, which was tiny. They haven't yet added a ton of staff to their digital operation. And they're trying to produce the content they want and need to reach these people. I also wonder how these questions about what the actual election will look like are affecting campaigns and and how they're preparing for that. You know, we have a lot of states where either it's not clear whether there is going to be an in-person election or there are a lot of unanswered questions about what the options are going to be for voting by mail or uh, voting absentee. And how is that playing into the strategy that campaigns are employing to get out the vote if They don't know what getting out the vote is going to actually look like. Well, in the short term, what it means is a lot more focus on using the cell phone as like the fundamental way of contacting voters. I mean, both campaigns on the presidential level, also at at some of the down ballot races, have basically apps they can give their volunteers, give them phone numbers to call, give them scripts to read, give them surveys to fill out about what people tell them, keep data on who's being contacted. There's lots of texting programs. So... That said, there's so much uncertain now and so much that is not being done that it's not clear what's going to happen later this year. I mean, for instance, yeah, we've seen a lot of the Democratic primaries be delayed until June, which is actually outside the standard window for appointing delegates to the Democratic Convention. Secretaries of state and election supervisors uh, around the country are scrambling now to shift and focus more on vote-by-mail elections, you know, most of the key swing states that will matter in the presidential race already have absentee voting by mail. It's not hard to get those ballots, but not a lot of people do it. Voter registration is usually a major focus of what would be happening right now, particularly in the presidential swing states. And voter registration is something that is usually done by putting people with clipboards in places that people gather. And no one's gathering. You can't really stand outside a supermarket or, you know, go into an apartment building to try and get people to register to vote. And that's a real concern, I think, for both parties in terms of how they're going to find the voters they know they need to find to win and get onto the rolls before November. Michael Shearer is a national political reporter for The Post. That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening. 